Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast for Contractors. Get actionable advice and tactics on how to grow your home service company. Plus interviews with industry experts dropping value bombs in marketing, sales, and operations. And now, let's power up your home service biz with your host, Mark Ambrose of Battle Plan Marketing. All right. Hello, home service pros, and welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast, episode number 8080. Come a long way. All right, today we're going to talk about how to increase the returns on your advertising spend, or ROAS, return on ad spend. Ideally, you're generating about $4 or more in revenue for every dollar spent on advertising. It'll depend on the ad platform, of course, as well as your messaging and other factors. But a minimum of two to one is required, usually, to break even or have some very small gains. Okay, let's look at a few ways to increase the returns on the ad monies that you're already spending. Step number one, remove friction, right? So allow prospects several methods to contact you. Phone, email, text, live chat, web forms, even QR codes on direct mail and such. Give them all the possibilities of contacting you that you and your team can handle, of course. So don't take on any methods of contact that you're not able to man the phones man the text, man the live chat, and be ready to respond. But give as many options as possible. People are not picking up the phones today like they used to. They're looking for live chat on your website, texting, and more. Okay? Step number two, track your calls and forms so you can know what's working. Now, we've said that in many of our podcast episodes already. So you can't know what your returns are if you don't know what each ad is producing as far as leads are concerned, right? So that applies to everything, direct mail, radio, TV, social media ads, search ads, display ads, retargeting ads, etc. Use call and form tracking to identify your winners and losers. Spend more on your winners and either edit and adjust the losers or get rid of them altogether. Use a unique call tracking number for each one of those types of ads and each ad to identify which ones are generating your calls. Step number three, drive traffic to your website. Even for offline ads, they should include a website address or even a QR code that will direct them immediately to a specific landing page. And use website landing pages that are specific to your ad. Don't send people to your homepage, right? So if your ad's about water heater repair, make sure that that landing on a page that's all about water heater repair. Don't send them to your generic homepage. That's really just a waste of money. You're not going to get the return if the messaging does not match the ad and, more importantly, their desire and why they clicked on it in the first place. So if your ad talks about water heaters, your landing page needs to also, whatever the topic is, right? So make the messaging about that service or offer. Start with messaging of what's in it for them, right? Not what's in it for you. So the very first things they read should be what's in it for them. You can use uh, two or one of two old and tried and trusted frameworks, marketing frameworks. So the AIDA or ADA, 
So attention, you grab their attention, their interest, desire, and a call to action. Attention, interest, desire, action. Or you can use the PAS framework, which is problem. So you speak about the problem, you agitate it a little bit, and mention the solution. All right, so online ads should direct users to landing pages and not your homepage and start the messaging with what's in it for them. Step number four, help, educate, and inform, maybe even entertain for both offline and online ads. So include online, include colorful calls to action, right, above the fold on the website. Offer a lead magnet that helps inform them further in exchange for their email and then set up a three to seven part or so automated email drip series that informs them even more, right? Step number five, include testimonials or case studies on that landing page or in the ad itself, right? So if it's radio or TV, put those in there. If it's a postcard, same thing, add it in there or have a QR code, go to case studies, etc. right? So, and add video wherever possible online on those case studies, right? Video testimonials are powerful social proof and a case study with a bunch of data and the video testimonial from the client are super powerful, right? It answers the question, was it worth it? Was that a good decision from a third party, your clients, right? Google is the number one search platform, so that's where you should also be generating most of your written reviews. So direct people to Google to write reviews. Yelp and other platforms are important for service companies, but they are secondary in most cases to growing reviews on Google. And then reply to all those reviews. Try to get your customers to mention the service that you did for them in the review. So put that in your automated reputation management software, which hopefully you're using to generate reviews consistently. Google looks at the number of reviews you have, of course, the quality, the words in the customer reviews, and what they call review velocity. So how often are you getting reviews? Are they coming in every month, every week, every couple of weeks, etc.? Step number six, optimize Google search ads if you're using them, right? So here's where a lot of money can be spent poorly. So first and foremost, need to use click fraud protection to prevent repeated fraudulent clicks from competitors, click farms, bots, and others. We use ClickGuard, so you can check our tools and resources page for our affiliate link to uh, ClickGuard, or just go to them direct. I believe it's ClickGuard.com. We use that software for all our clients and ourselves to prevent, again, repeated click fraudulent clicks. And if you're running big budgets, big ad budgets, getting near five figures a month or whatever, you will probably save 10, 30% by instituting the rules within the click fraud software. So it can reduce your cost 10 to 30%, depending on your ad spend, your competition, and of course, what your account is encountering with search bots and uh, click farms. Okay. Also, with Google search ads, you want a unique campaign and ad group for each service. So I'm going to use a plumber again as an example. So you got water heater repair. You've got the water heater installation. Those would be two different ad groups. You've got leak detection, drain cleaning, and sewer service. 
So all these need to be their own campaigns and something like water heaters where you have say, tankless, you have flushes, you have repair, and you have installation. Those should be four different, one campaign, four different ad group within the campaign, one for each type of service. Be very, very, very specific on your ad and then the landing page that it takes them to, right? Try to use two or three ads in each ad group and change the copy up a little bit and test, you know, different headlines, different body copy, right? Use Google ad extensions, especially call and image extensions. And if you're in a location that people can physically come to, then use a location extension also. You'll have to tie that into your Google My Business and your Google Ads account, and then your ads can show up within Google Maps as well, only when you're, the searcher is very, very close to your location, right? And of course, get your keywords right, right? So you should be watching keywords really every single day. Be very careful and wary of using broad match keywords. We would recommend you use exact and phrase match keywords mostly. Google is always trying to push you towards broad match keywords, but you get a lot of clicks and impressions for search terms that are not going to generate leads for you. So be very, very careful about broad match keywords. Track the search terms that your ads use every day. So if you go to your ads, you'll see your keywords, your negative keywords, and then also search terms. And those are the phrases that your ads actually showed up for in the time period you chose. So you need to review those on a daily basis, we would recommend, because many of them are going to be poor matches for what you want. And then you would need to highlight those and classify them as negative keywords. So again, you would want to do that on a daily basis. Be sure you have where your ads will show up properly set up. So your locations and use negative locations around your positive areas. You set up your service area and then the areas around it, I would set up as uh, exclusion areas. Do not show the ads in these neighboring towns or counties nearby, okay? Be sure you have your ad audience properly set up also. So who are you showing the ad to, right? So for service companies, it's homeowners. You're looking for in-market audiences and affinity audiences that are on topics specific to your ads, right? So, and you can put in competitor URLs and things like that in there to search for expanded audiences. You can try to drill down a little deeper in there, but make sure you have at least homeowners and in-market audiences and perhaps some affinity audiences on your topic, okay? Once again, of course, use specific landing pages to the ad messaging. Like we said earlier, water heater repair goes, the ad goes to a water heater repair landing page, not your homepage. And again, make sure you're tracking all calls and all forms. So you can have website pools. We use Call Rail, which can give a pool of phone numbers for the website. And then it will track where they're coming from. On the ads themselves, we use uh, specific tracking numbers for each ad. And that's what I'd recommend. And then each landing page should have a form that they can fill out in addition to other contact points like we discussed earlier. 
And the form on each landing page should have its own custom thank you page. So when they're done filling it out, it should redirect them to a custom thank you page specific, again, to that service, that form. So you can properly track form submissions as well as apply some proper messaging on that thank you page for the user. Let them know what's next. Let them join your mailing list. Download a PDF, a buyer's guide, lots of different things you can do on the thank you page. And again, make it specific to the service that they're interested in. All right. So in summary, there's uh, several steps you can take that can help increase the effectiveness of your ads and the returns you get from them. So instead of spending more money on ads, just tune up the ones you already have. There's lots of pieces in the puzzle. Make sure all the pieces are aligned. Tune up the ads you already have. Make them purr like a kitten and squeeze as much juice out of the lemon as possible. All right. For three critical rules and 17 marketing tactics to grow your business, go get a copy of our free lead generation guide for home service contractors at battleplanmarketing.com forward slash lead gen guide. Lead gen guide. Battleplanmarketing.com forward slash lead gen guide. All right. I hope that helps some of you. Thanks for sharing your time and attention with us today. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button to help the algorithm like us. Subscribe to the channel if you like. Hit the notification bell so you get notified of future episodes. Feel free to share this episode on your social channels. Good luck out there and create a great day. Thanks for listening to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast. To power up your home service business, for show notes, visit battleplanmarketing slash podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share it on social. Until next time.